Hello everyone and welcome to BXB's Bonus Babble, episode 6, the final, the third and final E3 special episode in which in this episode we are looking at the last three conferences, I say in inverted commas because Nintendo's really wasn't one of those, but we got Ubisoft, we got PlayStation and we got Nintendo and with me today I have my E3 co-pilot Joel. Hello. And special sort of semi-regular guest here on this on this particular group of bonus babble episodes we've got richard who's literally just running the door thrown his audio equipment at his laptop and went i hope this works i've literally just got in the door from work put my gym jams on and i'm with you so feel blessed yeah we are hashtag blessed hashtag video games hashtag e3 2017 there you go there's, there's some hashtags for you that doesn't work in audio does it that's not gonna help in anyway yeah. that's fine that's that's fine it's, so, you know, we're going to try and keep this to around an hour, though I suspect we'll run over. We ran over yesterday slightly as well because of how many games there was at Xbox, wasn't there, Joel? Holy shit, that was a lot of games to get through. Um, but so we're going to start off, we're just going to get into it, Ubisoft. Straight at the top, I'm going to say this has been my conference of the entire show so far. This this presentation, I loved it. I loved the Frenchness. I always love Eve coming on. And I just love the passion and the enthusiasm and the genuine love of video games that was encapsulated perfectly with what they opened the show with, the legend of Shigeru Miyamoto walking out to like like a wrestler's entrance. Like I expected pyro and like the pop was massive and he comes out, he's got a gun and it's just like, yep, Rabbids, Mario, XCOM. It's fucking happening. And who the thought, who would have thought that's what we were going to get of those franchises <laughs> having a baby? Like, honestly, what, what the fuck? You guys both seen all this? It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think anyone predicted that, or at least they wouldn't have done if it wasn't leaked beforehand. Um, but saying that, we just got promo shots, didn't we, a couple of weeks back? We, we, we knew there was going to be a Rabbids Mario game, yeah. but we did yeah. not know it was going to be XCOM. Oh, like, that's mental. Wow, wow, wow. And all go also August 28th. So it's only like two months away. Mm-hmm. And it's and we're gonna have it. I, I really want to play. you guys have got switches, which will help when we talk about Nintendo, because my coverage of that was a lot of it's a game. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um I did pick up on your recaps on the way home on the bus and a lot of like, like I, I I'm sure I should care, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much for Nintendo. But, so I'm glad you're both here. You're both more Nintendoites than me. But Joel, I know your reaction to this. Um, you were talking about it in terms of game of game of show best announcement thus far. You, you're pretty hyped about this. You're feeling this. Yeah, I think um, it. I mean, there have been rumors circulating for a little bit about some sort of collaboration involving Mario um, with um, the guys down at Ubisoft. But uh, and then obviously the images leaked, but still don't know, didn't really give away what the the game was going to be. And then yesterday, it just looked it looked like a nintendo game uh so you know it's, it's kind of weird to think that that's developed by ubisoft i'm sure nintendo obviously had a bit of oversight and stuff but yeah it looked fantastic it looked beautiful um really look and it, it had you know really good looking humor and that kind of stuff it was making me smile and giggle a bit as it went through the trailer and then when it got to the real core of the gameplay the combat you're just like oh yes this looks amazing i love these kind of games this is going to be perfect on the switch i think so looking really looking forward to that what i what i really enjoy as well when we had eve and uh miyamoto on stage back to back 
lethal weapon with their with their one-to-one replicas just like we we're old dudes that love video games and at one point they cut to the the game director for this particular title and the guy's in tears basically with his for his for his love of mario and the fact that he's been allowed never would have imagined working at ubisoft that he would ever get to make a mario game and the guy is like in tears with of joy over that experience and and that that sense per, sort of just permeated the entire presentation, an absolute love of video games as, as an art form and as entertainment. And uh, I can see why they left Aisha Tyler at home and, and they decided to focus on the developers because it was they were the real star of this show and, and the stars way more than any of the other conferences. Like they really focused on the people behind the games. Uh, and, I, and I think that's awesome. Make these people into rock stars, you know, make these people the, the focus of these types of shows i i dig that i really i really love that um but we should probably move along we then got some more uh assassin's creed and you know that that's that's what was surprising for me actually was how brief the showing of assassin's creed was at ubisoft and how it's like yep yeah, we showed this we showed this at xbox you know this is going to be good this is looking great it's assassin's creed we're not going to hang around what did you i mean we didn't have you richard for xbox obviously but you know, what did you think of the Assassin's Creed showing uh, so far uh, at the show in general? Like, did it did it excite you? Are you hyped for a new Assassin's Creed? Uh, well, I'm hyped for what it means for Xbox One X because I thought it was a good showcase for the technology. Um, what struck me about the Ubisoft conference when they talked about Assassin's Creed was how much it challenged them to reinvent Assassin's Creed. I don't believe them for one second. <laughs> because when it's the actual gameplay that looks pretty much the same as every other one that might explain why they didn't give it too much coverage they can overstay their welcome with assassin's creed every year at e3 it gets too much coverage i'm glad that it didn't i too much i coverage. i think there's some significant changes um happening to aco here i think uh I think that menu system, there's going to be some real loot. It had a Destiny-esque interface to it. Uh, the combat seems uh, Witcher-esque, like they're going through a more of a sort of a heavy-hitting kind of uh, combo kind of system. Um, yeah, I, it will. The, the, the proof will be in the playing. I, mm. I, I was talking to Joel about this back in the prediction show. I have played and completed every Assassin's Creed game released. So I am a fan of that series um, without a shadow of a doubt. I wasn't won over with the Egyptian concept, but now I've seen these videos, I've seen this gameplay. It looks lush. It looks like quite an exciting world. I love how they're integrating the eagle motif into the gameplay. I think that's a really cool cool thing to do because the eagles have always played a large part in Assassin's Creed, but in a very sort of sort of tangential kind of connection to them. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for that. So, Joel, anything you wanted to add about ACO I, before we move on? I didn't think much of the, you know, we, they, they presented it in the Microsoft conference. We talked about it already yesterday. It was kind of just a bit more of that. But right at the end of the, they had some live gameplay on the feed. I was watching it. I got to sit and watch someone fight a hippo underwater with a spear. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I've never, I've never seen that before in a video game. I actually nope. thought the hippo was going to slaughter him. Uh, but no, he beat the hippo. So there you go. <laughs> ha- hashtag UBE3, hashtag dreams come true. There you go. And now we moved on to a bit of a surprise, right? We we uh, predicted and and has been rumored the crew two was going to be at Ubisoft, and then you know they started to show it. But this game looks like a massive departure from what the first crew was. The only seeming kind of connection being it's going to be across large portions of the United States again. But it seems to be on this. Uh, this they've moved. Like first of all, it looks way better than the crew one did 
And then secondly, they're kind of doing this cross motorsport element, the, the idea of like racing planes and boats and off-road vehicles as well as road vehicles. And there's going to be a, like a real, um, like kind of like Steep did for, for, for mountain-based sports. They're kind of trying to do that with the crew. And I thought that was, yeah, hugely ambitious. Looks like that could be a lot better than that first game was. That first game was pretty bad. Um I'm going to be a bit down on it, Ben. Do you, Go on, it not, right. it strike you as a bit Ubisoft? Because they just don't know when to stop, do they? That's why I love them, man. So much ambition. They don't so know much... where to end. It's like they had a driving game that already overreached. Didn't it have stupid tower defense nonsense in it? In no, it didn't, have it didn't have tower defense, but it did have... Um, uh, you're talking about um, unlocking areas of the map. by. It was like they were like satellite stations you drove out to, and then that would oh, unlock more of the map. Yeah. Um, right. it, it, was a great, it was a great road trip simulator. The only problem I had was, as a driving game, the driving wasn't very good. So that's Man. kind of where it fell down for me. It just The cars didn't handle great. Well, um, this, this is my worry, though, right? Because if they've expanded their repertoire to encompass boats, planes, whatever else is in there, bikes, have they yeah. focused it enough to really improve on what they did before? And if it wasn't good enough to begin with, I think this is going to be another jack-of-all-trades game that Ubisoft typically do, ram as much as they possibly can into it, and none of it will be especially high quality. Um, I mean, it's a smaller scale, and we'll talk about Steep in a bit, but I think what Steep did with uh, wingsuit, skiing, snowboarding, and paragliding um, is the closest parallel you can draw to the crew, and I think they really pulled that off um, with Steep. I thought it was a really fun and chill experience. Um, I'm not actually sure I am a fan of the direction they seem to be taking it in, but yeah, I mean... I'm pretty, did you did Joel? Did you get a chance to play the crew at all? Or no, no. I, I asked you about it last night because I wasn't aware of the the first game much and things and and what that meant. And it looks like I'm getting ambushed again. Oh, hey, <laughs> we've got a new our new uh, our new special member of the podcast. It's all right. My, my my wife will come up and grab him in a minute. But um, yeah. So I didn't play the first one. Uh, I thought I so coming at it from a fresh perspective yesterday. The trailer. Um. It didn't. I didn't think it looked too bad. The trailer. The trailer looked quite exciting. It looked like it's got yeah. lots in there. I certainly. Look. What are we going to look at? I got a sticker. Is that, is that something for Ben? It says number two. <laughs> 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 that works on many levels. Burn me that evasively across the internet. Doesn't even right. know me. That's go and find Bobby. Go and find Bobby. And uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. So it, you know, it looked like it's got some quite exciting elements and things, um, but it's got a lot that it's going up against. Like I looked at it and I, I, I couldn't work out exactly what it is. It looked like it was a kind of Grand Theft Auto style, but with a bigger focus on um, the racing aspect of it. Um, that's kind of what I guessed from it. Um, but I'll, I'll wait and see. The, obviously, everyone's now sort of kicking out these kind of racing games. You got EA did Need for Speed that looked quite good. You got Forza Seven. Um, you got the Crew. So it's gonna, it's gonna be a quite a crowded marketplace i don't i don't think there's though, it? it's, it's just race i mean it, it's it's just driving about it's not just racing it, it was a case of uh in the first game there was a lot of exploration uh involved with like going around the united states they did a really kind of an interesting kind of caricature condensed us where you could drive coast to coast and and literally like all areas were represented in a kind of 
in a condensed but still mm. unique way like you'd know when you were in the midwest because it would be flat and farmlandy and then you'd know you know when you were in you know california because you're by the beach and there's like the vineyards and stuff like that so yeah and you know the major cities were all represented as well um so i thought there was a, it was ambitious enough this time they seem to have really taken it to 11 like like richard said it's a fair concern that they're trying to do too much um so it will be very interesting to see how much they pull up we then got South Park, and as a huge fan <laughs> of South Park, and I even tweeted hashtag cool girl because I thought that was amazing. That was hilarious. Made me laugh so much. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I can't wait to play that game. I'm so glad it's finally coming out. Um, I'll mention it now as well. They then followed up with later on in the show. There was there's going to be a mobile game as well. Um, Phone Destroyer. Why not? Give me more South Park. I'll take more South Park in my life in any which way you want to give it to me. So uh, I just love those guys so much. They just never fail to make me laugh like crazy. So pretty hyped for that. So, but I mean, we know about that. We know what that game's going to be. We know it's going to be pretty much like the stick, of, uh, stick of Destiny, but, you know, taken to a... Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. Stick of Truth. You still oh. need to play. And you st- to... you've still yeah. not played that? No, I Shocking. bought it when, it when it came back and pat on Xbox One. I bought it and haven't played it yet. Oh, you should, man. It's it's good. It looks like they're gonna. I mean, just for the just for the laughs, like the writing and the and the characterization is just hilarious. I uh, watching we, the watching the trailer for this, I thought, why have I not played this? This is hilarious. Because you're a busy man and you barely have time to play the games I send you to play. So I mean, that, that might have something to do with it. I'm just thinking, probably. Right. So we we then after that we we changed gears a little bit and went to show a little bit of. Uh, Ubisoft VR and what they're looking at. And they've done, they're doing this thing. This looked creepy as all hell. I loved it. They're doing this sort of uh, making this game in conjunction with Elijah Woods production studio. And it's called Transference. Don't ask me exactly what this game is at this point. It seems to be something a little bit horror-esque, but they're doing, there seems to be like a meta element to it, to the idea that you're actually using VR is kind of part of the narrative of the game. Um, Mm. And Elijah Wood, when he can do his own stuff, it seems to be a creepy, weird kind of dude that's into dark humor and odd stuff. Just look at the projects he picks uh, post Lord of the Rings and you can see he's got a, a certain type of uh, mindset when it comes to this thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that. It makes me interested in a VR property, which is few and far between, isn't it? So what did you guys think of it? Transference? I don't know, because all of it seemed to be actual footage, right? So is that representative of the game in some way? Is or it... FFV? Yeah, like, I mean, could v- be. like 3D video. Could no be. Done that yet, and that's doable, isn't it? Interactive mm-hmm. 3D video would be an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. considering he's it's a production studio, Elijah Wood isn't like a video game developer. He's, he's, he's you know, they're going to be making films and TV and stuff like that, his studio. So... Yeah, the potential there is that you're talking FMV VR horror, which could be incredibly, you know, evocative stuff, couldn't it? It could be really cool. Joel? Yeah. Well, yeah, I I wasn't entirely clear exactly what the 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 you know what the game was going to be it's going to be vr i wasn't sure if like you guys thought it's going to be some sort of dragon's lair style vr kind of um you know quick events or something maybe like that it it wasn't entirely clear or or if it's literally just like uh being john malkovich except with elijah wood so you could just be him uh i have you know it wasn't entirely clear it's one of the things i want to go and look and, and see um post yesterday if they've sort of released any more details just to try and clarify some of the points because it certainly looked interesting i um definitely 
it's it's aroused by interest enough to try and find out a bit more. The only barrier I've got is I I don't own a VR set for my PC yet, so I'm going to have to find a friend I can borrow one from, or or perhaps have a look at buying one. I think. Uh, let me just put a little caveat here. We're going to be doing um, excuse me, <coughs> an episode of Bits and Bobs on Saturday uh, at the end of this week. So stuff we're talking about now is based on pretty much just what we've got out of these conferences. There may have already been subsequent information, or there will be information that comes up throughout this week. So you know, we will be clarifying and, and revisiting things potentially uh, when we do the next episode of Bits and Bobs on Saturday. So let's just uh, just put that out there, a little disclaimer. So in case we are talking complete bullshit. Which we often do, especially myself. So that's fine. Um, all right. Uh, after transference, we got um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag Part Two, also known as Skull and Bones. Um, but hey, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Pirate games are shit hot right now because yeah. you know Sea of Thieves is cool. When we talked about that uh, at Xbox uh, yesterday, me and Joel and Skull and Bones. You know, let's take that awesome naval combat from Black Flag and let's blow it up to be a whole video game. Why the hell not? Uh, and it looked. A lot like that. I mean, even they even had sea shanties and stuff in there. Had a nice cinematic trailer. Then we had some multiplayer game through uh, gameplay and a walkthrough. Uh, and you know, I'm hoping it's more than just multiplayer. I hope there's a compelling single player aspect to this um, mm. because I wouldn't probably be interested in that kind of multiplayer if that's all it was. Uh, but it's hard to say. Ubisoft they do make multiplayer only games. Games. You've got to just look at Rainbow Six uh, Siege, for example. That is pretty much. You know, other than some mode you can play by yourself, that is a game really designed just for multiplayer. So it wouldn't be unknown of them to do that. So uh, what did you guys think of Skull and Bones? Clearly stepping on Sea of Thieves territory. Um, so but very different, though. I mean, it's it got a different. real different tone to it. I mean, it just yeah. pirates. I mean, the only connection is pirates, surely. Uh, I don't know. Well, you, you're saying it's very focused on multiplayer. It's about working together on a ship. No, it's not working together on a ship. No, you, you, I think you, you have you a ship yourself. Your ship. So, oh, is it yeah. single yeah. occupant? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, fine. So, it, it totally is quite different, different then, in that case. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'm trying to remember what I was uh, nearly midnight when I was talking about it, so I could have been wrong at that point, you know. Um, but no, it's it's definitely AC4, you know, when you drove the ship and fired the cannons and did all that yourself, yeah. All right, cool. um, I did enjoy that as yeah. uh, sort of a diversion within a main game. It does make me wonder if um, Skull and Bones 2 is going to think, I know what this game should need, probably an assassin section or something. <laughs> I'll just expand it the other way. But uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it just seemed a bit dry. I think maybe because I'm sold on the idea of Sea of Thieves that this just looked a little bit by the numbers piratey, but it's fine. I mean, it, I'm sure it'll be a good game because it worked in the Assassin's Creed games. Mm themselves so well they seem to be they, they're using black flags naval combat as a proof of concept aren't they so they, they, those are the guys that developed that the, the, this is the ubisoft, ubisoft studio that made that bit for that yeah. game and now they've gone look well let's we can do our own game and it's been a while since black flag it's not like they've just turned it around in a year and chucked it out the door um so it's a case yeah. of you know, i'm hoping they have spent the time on this and they really made a decent single player game in there as well um i just you know you're always going to struggle to sell me on a concept when all you show me is multiplayer. Uh, yeah. I'm just not that gamer. Um, so, yeah, I want it to be cool. It looks good. Right. Then we had some dancing. We had uh, Cyber Sub-Zeros come out on the stage and rock it up. Uh, and then we had a woman come out. I don't know who she was. She had a good voice and she was singing live and she did very well. So bravo to that lady. Uh, and Just Dance is happening. 
because it happens every year and it turns out it's massive and i'll never play it but that's fine anybody you're a big just dance. you're a big just dance fan joel i can tell you're a huge oh yeah yeah because it. that's the part where i thought oh the cop most of the conference is over now so i'm just gonna go play on my xbox so i actually <laughs> i threw the towel in only for ben to join me about 30 minutes later and say what you didn't see the end you fool so uh yeah that, that, that's what i thought of it <laughs> that's that's fair enough okay we'll move on though and then we all thought this genre was dead we all thought you know everybody was all the toys to life products folding skylanders is gone marvel you know whatever they were doing infinity that's gone you know and the star wars and stuff that's all gone the only one that's surviving is lego because well they're propped up by their giant empire i'd imagine and then we've got this new toys to life product which is you build and like customize modular little ships and then they then you interact with this game called starlink battle for atlas seems to be like a space combat a bit like no man's sky actually i got a quite strong sort of procedurally generated planet vibe off of this and like flying from orbit down to the planet surfaces with your little modular ships and going on particular missions and giving it different loadouts and stuff uh to do that um I just kind of wish this had happened a few years ago because if it had, I probably would have bought the crap out of these toys because uh, the inner child of me would have just died for that shit. But now that I've kind of seen how unsuccessful all the other Toys to Life stuff's been, I'm reluctant to invest a lot of money in something that's probably going to crash and burn. So what what, do you, what did you guys think of Starlink? Mm, you know what? I kind of checked out at this point as well. I got to the, the start of this uh, trailer and I thought, no, man, Sky, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but with toys, Richard. I didn't get that far. <laughs> I didn't see the toys. I just thought, no, not that. And turned it off. So does it look good? It looked all right. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, this kind of the toy thing. What, did, what about uh, you, Joel? Uh, all right. So there's certainly, I haven't gone back and watched it again. There's... I definitely have that inner child in me kind of feel when I see it. I'm just like, oh my god, that's freaking awesome! I, you know, sort of, you got the ship. You could you could change the bits in during the battle. It's like you know they they showed one player like, oh, the ice weapon's not working. I know, I'll just take these guns off and clip some fire weapons on instead, and and, and that kind of switched it. So I'm looking at it and thinking, you know, my son who keeps uh, keeps uh, joining us on the podcast every now and again, <laughs> is it something that we might be able to play with him? Um, possibly. Uh, and it's, it's certainly, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, Skylanders are just characters and things. But this is ships, man. I love ships and sci-fi and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, that's that's the that's the appeal to me. So uh, I'll wait and see. No doubt as my son gets older, I'll end up buying into one of these uh, one of these systems. <laughs> so maybe this will be the well, one. What surprised me was that how far off it is. It's, it's a fall 2018 game. And I was kind of like, Right. The the last few times Ubisoft have shown experimental products and then they're like that far out, they just haven't materialized. Anybody remember right. laser tag? Anybody remember laser tag? Anyone? Anyone? Um, so it's kind of like I, I'm not I can't believe this is already in a in a, in a subgenre that's dying off. So in a, in a year and a half's time, are they really going to release this product as as they've shown it? I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if they did. Um, However, you know, I love that they're experimental and they're crazy and they come up with these bonkers ideas and they let them get developed and, and exist. So as we'll see at the end of the show, that so, like most people, most developers and publishers would just never have greenlit projects like we get from Ubisoft. So 
Who knows? Maybe it will exist. Right. Moving on, though. Steep road to the Olympics. Hold on. Isn't steep that game where you're on a mountain and you're chilling out and you play with your mates and you kind of just have a ski about and do a little bit of snowboarding and a bit of wingsuit and then you sit back and you appraise praise ski it and you chill? Yeah, that really relaxed game. I know. Let's make it super competitive and turn it into a comp competition Olympics thing. I feel like they're missing the point so much on this right now. Like, or is DLC supposed to be different from the original game, Ben? No. So moving <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I see what you're saying. Uh, and that it's a, let's appeal to a different, maybe a different market. But I mean, before the conference started, they actually had, um, they were doing their kind of like behind the scenes thing. And they, they, were, they showed a bunch of players who were helping like to hone the steep, steep experience. And the multiples of these players were talking about how they played it as a chill out game, how it was low pressure, how they really liked the non-competitive aspect of it. And then to come out with the DLC that's all about competition. It just felt strange. Uh, Joel, any thoughts? I've not, I've not played Steep at all. And to be honest, I haven't really played or got into any kind of like wintery sports game since I've actually written in my notes like a 1080 on the N64, I think is the last one I played. I think I may have played SSX Tricky on the GameCube. I do have that. Um, so it's been just a lot. I've just got no appetite to go and really play a wintery Olympic style game if you know what i mean so yeah that's fair yeah. that's fair um what i will say is the steep engine is amazing so if you're gonna do you know olympic downhill sports and um ski jumping and the, the crazy competitive snowboarding stuff that you get in the olympics now if you're gonna do it the engine is right for it so i imagine it will be a very 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 good take on those sports um so I, i'll be keeping an eye on it because i'm kind of partial to a little bit of steep it's what i play when i want a bit of downtime when i want to chill so you know may maybe maybe right now you guys didn't hang around for far cry 5 i can't believe that you must have known it was coming and you guys weren't interested in seeing it no mm, no well i kind of was but i had to go to work the next day i understand but uh, basically it's it seems to be uh the redneck murder simulator i've always wanted um, so I can't wait to go and kill me some rednecks in Montana. It's going to be great. These horrible cultist Southern American type lunatics, you know, these people deserve a bullet in the head more often than not. So I can't wait to experience that. And that seems yeah. to be what we're getting from Far Cry 5. There's going to be a lot of fun. The main reason I'm interested in it is that is for the, the people that it's pissing off. Isn't that brilliant fun to finally give the Gamergators what they wanted, a game all about white men, and then they get upset about it because you're killing just white men. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I've picked up on that. Um, <laughs> in this trailer, we get to see the most awesome character, breakout character of the year, which is this dog that is adorable and yet will fetch you guns from the enemies you murder and bring them to you. I mean, what, that. could you get a better dog than that? that sounds, I bet Frank wouldn't do that, Richards. I bet he wouldn't do that. I'm just saying... You're going to have to get this dog instead. Like, it's the only way. It's the only way. So we had a cool kind of um, Amazing Grace set to creepy cinematic trailer. And then we had a bunch of gameplay. It looks like Far Cry. It looks like you're going to have a cast of interesting characters to help back you up. There's going to be the seamless co-op, which they've done before. But, you know, honestly, what is exciting me is, as we just talked about, is this setting, is the characters that we're going to get to, uh, to stamp on and blow up and shoot. And it's going to be righteous, baby. I'm bringing the fury. I can't wait. It's going to be good. Right. I love how neither of you are even commenting on my sort of slightly racist well, it, diatribe here. You're just agreeing with me. Is, this is so know, weird. 
if, if, if yeah, like watch out, America, because if Ben Hall's coming, <laughs> he's coming, he's coming to scratch that itch. Like I'm bringing that, I'm bringing my M16, baby. Everyone to go on a road trip to Montana. Watch out, people. <laughs> the game wasn't enough for it. It was just fed his appetite. It fueled him. Well, they, they uh, do say the most deadliest game is man, and I've always wanted to hunt that. So uh, let's. And on that note, let's talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2, because goddamn, that's a real fucking game that's really existing and will come out in a, probably a few more years. But it will <laughs> come out. Announced. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I mean, the, the last time we saw this was about four E3s ago uh, in a very short cinematic trailer. Uh, and then it just went dead, like dead, totally. Oh, Radio shit, size. I, I forgot they'd announced it before. Yeah, yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how long it's been. That's how long it's been. Uh, it's been about 15 years since this first, this first game came out. Hmm. This does not look anything like that. I, I just want to stress that this, this, for all intents and purposes, could be an entirely different series of games yeah. or franchise. Um, the only similarity being we've got talking kind of anim anamorphic animal-type characters. Or, uh, you know, uh, not anamorphic, anthropoph... T somebody help me out this word. Thank you. I've not had a lot of sleep in the last few days. So thank you. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I, it was full of swearing bad language it was full of like this dark comedic effed up kind of world that just seems really fun there's going to be a, it's a whole galaxy it's a prequel um you're going to be exploring the universe you're going to have a badass ship it, I love it that looks it's great a yeah, it's a, why <laughs> a 15, not it's a pretty cool year old game that ended on the cliffhanger and they bring out a prequel <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, I think at this point that they must be very much aware that most people who are gaming probably haven't played that game. Yeah. So it's like, why, why try and finish off or continue that story at this point? Because you know they don't care. Joel hasn't played it, for example. I was asking him earlier. So I mean, you know, I didn't finish it when I did play it um, back in the day. So I'm, yeah, but I might go back to because it it's on 360 and back and back, isn't it, Rich? It is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Originally, I, I did finish it on GameCube originally, and I went through it again when it came on Xbox. So I enjoyed it both times. It's worth a playthrough. It's not I, too long either. I got the distinct impression from how they were talking about it that um, this is a this is still a long way off. Mm. That this footage is kind of proof of concept. What we want the game to be, rather than you know, obviously not in game. Uh, but it was a beautiful CGI trailer, though, and I just love the tone of it. I love the tone of the whole press conference, actually. When the guy came out to talk about Far Cry 5, he, he dropped the F-bomb in the presentation. And I thought, yeah, man, like, let's stop pretending, you know, we're all smart, well-behaved suits. Like, you know, we're fucking gamers. And gamers swear. And gamers get excited and have passion. And that's why this whole Ubisoft conference made it was the conference of the whole E3 for me. Like, it yeah, really, really yeah, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking to me rich they're talking to me because unless you guys have got anything else you want to add i mean sony was talking to somebody else entirely really weren't they <laughs> they do uh, you a favor you had so much to cover the previous day giving you a bit of a rest i think I so think. let's i think i think i think what we should do first of all before we go through what they did talk about is just touch on all the things they didn't because they didn't talk about the Vita. They didn't talk about The Last of Us Part 2. They didn't talk about uh, really any indie games like that they courted so strongly in the previous years. They just threw them all out the door and was like, nope, we're going to show a few shitty VR games that look terrible. Uh, you know, hello, Bravo Squad, the most generic looking fucking shooter on the planet. 
and and then we're just we're just gonna we're gonna give you what we gave you last year. We're gonna give you some Days Gone and God of War and stuff. But really, we're not we're not gonna do anything that exciting. I I was really underwhelmed by this. Like. Yeah really it's, underwhelmed it tells you something that the remake of shadow of the colossus was probably the highlight i i, I it's just like it's like a wrestling show it's like let's go for the easy pop let's yeah. talk about the hometown i mean it's sort of like it was shadow of the colossus i started watching that i was like oh wow a sequel nope nope this is just a remake a remake of a game that's already had a remaster mm. on the previous generation and they're going crazy for it like, what the fuck is wrong with these people, the Sony fanboys? I mean, why are you getting so hyped for this? I don't, I just didn't understand. I get the hype, but really, that should not be your tentpole in uh, 2017. Well, let, let's let's go in the order. Joel's gone quiet now. If you want to say anything, Joel, if you want to throw anything in, just say. Uh, otherwise, I'll just roll with it. But Roll with it. Um, we opened with two DLC announcements. Or not even announcements one was an announcement one was just more we've seen you know we got uncharted the lost lost legacy and i might I point out if you were watching on twitch like me uh the first two demos didn't have audio because they somehow fucked up their stream horribly yes. um which was a brilliant <laughs> the, like, or, the audio was even awful in the um i didn't watch it live so i caught up on it this morning and the audio was even awful in the um on the show uh well the the on demand live version yeah, just yeah the on demand version yeah recorded as well yeah yeah, yeah i think it, i think it really went wrong i think some audio technician got fired yesterday yeah that's that's a shame because everything else has gone very very smoothly i thought actually except for xbox and their own service which was mixer which was a fucking train wreck for a lot of people so i <laughs> i basically used twitch for everything and it's been great except for sony anyway so we've got the lost legacy yeah i mean yes it looks good doesn't it i mean it's Naughty Dog doing Naughty Dog doing Uncharted. It's like, yeah. but I can't get excited about watched it. it. I've not watched this new trailer. It's fine. It's fine. I am properly hyped for it as well. I'm really looking forward to it. But does it tell you anything that we don't know is coming without just being no. spoilery? No, it's is just there, like, yeah. Think so. There's some Tomb Raiding. There's some shooting. There's some there's some running about. It's an Uncharted game. Yeah. You know, whatever's. Uh, we then got, uh, you know, this what hadn't been previously announced. Horizon Zero doing the Frozen Frozen Wilds DLC, DLC story DLC for Horizon. I need to play some more of that game. That game is impeccably good. Like that is it a is fantastic good. game. Um, but again, quite, I I am kind of surprised it's got DLC because they normally announce stuff like that at release, don't they? You know, they'll try and sell you a season pass. Yes, or, you have an idea that it's coming, but. This is snuck out rather late in the day, which is a nice surprise. I will say the only thing I could take away from this trailer was, uh, you know, uh, it's snowy, it's snowy horizon. And, and that was kind of all I could take from it. Icy snowiness. It didn't really seem to be doing anything that new or different. Um, but then again, I was moaning about steep changing things up, you know, 10 minutes ago. So should I complain that it's just giving <laughs> us more of what we want? I really shouldn't, should I? Um, we then did get... <laughs> some days gone that some of my insider info tells me he's had a very troubled uh development thus far um it's zombies isn't it i mean it's hard yeah. to get excited about another zombie game yeah there seem to be a lot of them now uh, it's just well, there's, always, there's been a lot of them for 10 thin. years but yeah. like yeah I, I just i just looked at that and went yeah the, what i liked was the character seems to be a complete asshole, like totally self-serving He's not trying to be a leader. He's not trying to be altruistic. He's just a dick trying to survive. You know, this played by um, 
Sam Whitwell, also known as Starkiller, if you remember the Force Unleashed. It's good to know that, you know, he's still following the dark side here, it would seem. Um, but uh, it looked maybe, good, didn't maybe it? Maybe that's what we're missing from zombie games, because that's what people like about The Walking Dead, right? It's not about the zombies, it's about the people. Mm. And most zombie games don't really give a shit about their protagonists. It's all about how many enemies are on screen and whatnot. So, yeah, it's got a decent main character. It seems to be almost like the zombie game where you're playing as um, it's either Merle or Earl from The Walking Dead, that kind yeah. of guy that is just out for himself. You know, so fair, fair enough. I mean, at one point in this trailer, he's trying to rescue his friend. And the way he does it is he lets in a lot of zombies to murder everybody else. Uh, and then the trailer did end with giant zombie bear, which I guess mm -hmm. is different. Yeah, it was totally barbed wire. It, yeah. it looked pretty it looked demonic. It did look pretty evil. I was going to mess him up. I, I mean, that the tech in there with all the the very fast moving zombies is impressive. It looks really good. This game, um, but I, I'm struggling to get excited. I really am. <laughs> Talking of showing all of this on um, PS4 Pros as well, aren't they? Yes. And I guess it's a similar yeah. problem for Xbox. I do yes. wonder how disappointed mainstream console owners are going to be when they finally play these games and it looks nothing like, you know. Yeah, how close to that to that divergence where what you see on the screen is not what you get. But we're there, I suspect. I mean, because mm. the pro is out. I mean, Horizon looks a lot better on a pro than it does on a regular, and it looks good on my regular. But I've I've seen what it can do on a 4K TV with a pro. I mean, mm. I, it makes me want to get a pro, but I'm not going to get that pro because I'm getting an Xbox One X this year uh, and a 4K TV at the same time. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've already convinced the wife. Don't know how I did that. Uh, talking about games though that. <laughs> I'll leave you. <laughs> I'll start working on it. No worries, no worries. <laughs> saying it's important. It's for it's for work. Um, so so talking about games that I'm struggling to get excited about. Monster Hunter World. I just that get that is it the trailer's fault? That trailer was really bad and boring, or is it a case of I just don't like Monster Hunter games that much? Uh, do either of you guys have a connection to the Monster Hunter stuff? Because I know there is a huge amount of people that will be hyped for this. So uh, there's a there's a house that's got a monster hunter sign outside and I'm on the doorstep. I've never gone in. Um I do want to. I get I've heard that this Monster Hunter World one is more of a dumbed down version. Is that right? I haven't seen the trailer, but I heard that they were going to be sort of splitting the series off between proper Monster Hunter, which I think is what we're going to get on the Switch, and then this, which is a bit more bare bones and accessible. Yeah, this, this looks quite a bit different i thought to i've not played any of the monster hunter games but i have seen a reasonable amount of footage of them um yeah this looked very different to to them i mean it, it seemed to be kind of dinosaur-y like um focused in a kind of prehistoric -y kind of world really um <laughs> they should put it in the box kind of dinosaur-y <laughs> <laughs> i put it in my notes it's just, i've got fire breathing dinosaurs plus guns in my notes <laughs> at a, a third person game uh it looked it looked like it could be quite fun. Um, it, you know, it, it, it looked like the kind of game that might be fun, kind of multiplayer. I thought, kind of some sort of co-op mode. To get four or five of you just going around like mashing up these massive dinosaurs with your guns and stuff. But yeah, I'll have to wait and see a bit more. I think. Yes. Yeah, I suppose so. I just the whole idea of like tracking them and baiting them and then learning their attack patterns and customizing the right weapons to use to take them down that shit don't interest me 
Yeah, Apparently, it's, it's amazing once you get into it, but it's real work. I always hear. Yeah, I always hear the same, and it's just like mm, that. Just sounds like busy work. That sounds like a, yeah. having a job, um, and that, that doesn't sound thrilling to me. That's when we, after that we got Shadow of the Colossus. I think intentionally, if you look at the running order, they were like, "All right, we, we're going to need a cheap pop here. We're going to need something to, to to bring the crowd back on our side a little bit." Uh, it didn't then... work, though, did it? Did you not hear the really like barely any of the audience clapped? I, I've noted in my notes muted reception. <laughs> it was gloss? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience barely made much sound at all. It certainly wasn't like, um, way like when when the Horizon Zero Dawn came up, just the logo, like the crowd were like, way, but yeah, this didn't actually. Okay. It just got I mean... like a couple of patronizing, gentle claps at the end, and that was it. No, my, my Twitter feed fucking exploded. Like that was that was the main thing I was watching, I guess. When and that's what they were all doing. They weren't clapping. They were obviously tweeting about it. Then yeah. <laughs> can't <laughs> clap. Fingers are on phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be hard to clap and tweet at the same time. I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and it is what it is. It looks like a really, really, really pretty game. Like I might actually play Shadow of the Colossus now, um, because I've still not done it. I've owned it twice before, but never actually played it. Yeah, there is something wrong. Like literally, no, not played at all. Or yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Jeez, I, yeah. even I've played that one, Ben. <laughs> it's one of those so, ones which say the problem is for me is like when there's a game that is so that I've missed, like the Metal Gear series is another example where it's been so lauded and like such a venerable experience, like so much love and so much hype that I find it hard to actually start the experience because it's just like it's never gonna it's never gonna live up to that, is it? It's just not. It's in, surely that's not possible. So I find it. I find it sort of difficult. But now, you know, with a version of it that looks as good as this, that it looks like current gen, maybe this is the time where I can actually jump on it and go, yes, you know, go through this and play it and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I suppose with the remake, it sheds a lot of that nostalgic value, cuts through it, and it will be a modern experience for you that you can assess mm. on its own terms. So yeah, yep. good time to have a go. I played it when it was reissued on PS3. Mm-hmm. And, and it still stood up then okay. so I, I think it's probably still good because i i had them both on playstation and never at that in eco and then i got the remasters of that in eco on ps3 um and i still i bought them digitally i still own them obviously but they they didn't because they, they don't do back combat in the same way on playstation you know, i don't have to go onto playstation now to play it or that's shitty streaming version i don't really want to do that so now i'll just i'll just wait yeah wait for this uh i played eco it was all right um but anyway marvel versus capcom infinite story trailer looks a bit like fan fiction made into a video game mm. yeah it does not look good does like not look good that sort of fan fiction i know just the idea ah oh, yeah we're gonna get like chris redfield and we're gonna get like captain america and then they're gonna have to <laughs> fight ultron and it's gonna be like omg um, <laughs> that that kind of fan <laughs> uh, coupled with a shit art style so I'm just like, not nah, not feeling this. This looks like crap. Total crap. Uh, but tell, tell me I'm wrong, guys. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you could try it. The demo was released, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah, so I'm very reluctant. Go give it a time. Yeah, go give it a go and see what you think. I might do. Before before Bits and Bobs uh, on Saturday, I promise, well, we should all go and try it and then actually say how shit it is um, because it looks like garbage. Um, I'll just play Marvel Heroes instead because that's fun. Um, but anyway... Yeah, so that's that was that. All right, and then big prediction that we obviously all got right. Activision's going to be at Sony. Well, duh. So they came out with uh, the multiplayer reveal trailer for uh, Call of Duty WWII, and uh, it 
it's uh, it's fine. Looks like Call of Duty, doesn't it, guys? I mean, pretty Call of Duty in World War Two. Are we? How are we feeling about that? Uh, I got off that boat years ago. Uh, I don't like it. I got. I did well for multiplayer wise. I did. Right, I don't play them. Then. Okay, fair enough. I, I got off the boat, and and then I was t- I was telling Ben before I've got back on it. I've I've read a bit about the background to this game and and mm. some of the what what's been going on with the development. I'm not looking forward to the multiplayer mainly because um I will get my ass handed to me, so that's not going to be what I'll play. But the single player, I'm looking forward to actually giving yeah. it a try. So yes, I mean you were when were you telling me about that? Was that on the uh, when we were talking about that? Was that on it been, it, it, no, I think it was the predictions. I think we talked about yes. it in the predictions show that I read. Yeah, basically a six-page spread in Edge uh, about the, the the sort of being with the developers and talking about what they've been doing. Um, it just really appealed. To, I like the idea of the philosophy and the approach, yes. um, and it's turned me around. So I'm looking forward to it. So now, after Call of Duty, we we decided that you know the Sony realised, oh crap, we've got this. Got this fucking headset thing that we've sold a million of, and we probably should talk about some games for that. Otherwise, you know, we might not sell another million. Uh, you know, Richard's already bought one, but you know, we need to expand the marketplace at least double that if we can. Uh, and it's oh yeah, Bethesda, they're doing that Fallout VR. So I guess Skyrim VR. Yeah, all right, Skyrim VR, sure. Uh, so surprise to no one, Skyrim's gonna be in VR. Ooh. Was it was it a surprise? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know it was coming along, but it's it's now set up a whole new raft of jokes. I don't know if you, you know there's the current like, joke about Doom that Doom's basically been ported to everything. People have ported it to like Texas Instrument calculators, and you can do it. Someone even ported it to one of the newest Samsung fridges has like a screen in it. They got Doom Amazing. running on that, and now, okay, and now on looks that. like Skyrim's going to be taking its place now. Is the oh, what else can we port Skyrim to? Because okay. yeah, literally this is. I can't believe that's made, you know, on the Switch, everyone's like, way, yeah, old game. And, what, and what, here we what? are again, now, now in VR on PS4. It's like, oh. What do you think? What yeah. do you think? 18 months, two years, and it'll be on one of these? Uh, yeah, possibly. Well, people were joking, you know, the microwaves now have screens. Could we get Skyrim on your microwave? Uh, you know, where, where, where could it end? Yeah, I mean, it's a super popular game that's sold incredibly well. However, this isn't going to be the the new re-released version, which is fancy on the current. You know, this is going to be the old version, like they're getting on the Switch, and and you could just tell from looking at the trailer that you know the the resolution is not great. And this is the problem mm-hmm. I'm having with a lot of this VR shit. Right, you, you're now showing off 4K games, Anthem, stuff like that. It looks so good, and then you see this VR games, and it's like I understand that they can't look as good, but they just look like shit. Like almost all of them look so bad. That it's really hard for me to get excited for VR games. I think it's a bit. Uh, Richard may be able to say better, but like from talking to people who've used it, um, I think you have to use it. <laughs> it's really hard to judge it yeah, by I, not I, seeing I, it in a VR headset. And you, I, I, people I've spoken, yeah. I, I, I played the quite shit Eve space shooter on VR, yeah, EGX three years ago. I imagine it's better than that now, but like. Uh, I just it's okay. Don't. I mean, it does depend on the game. The game. It, yeah. There are games that look so good that you can kind of see through the flaws of the technology. Batman is one of those. Batman VR, it just looks so convincing that very, very quickly you see through the, the low resolution issue. And that's really the only issue. Everything else is fine, apart from making me feel sick. I, w- yeah, I was quite... I, w- I was happy after this to see a different type of game shown for VR. Star Child looked like it wasn't just going to be in that same mold as all the others we're seeing. You know, I don't really know exactly what that game is, 
Mm. Um, the trailer didn't say a lot, but it definitely seemed to have its own style and its own look. But then after winning, in my opinion, winning me over a little bit, they then went, oh, here's a horror game set in an asylum in VR because we've not had one of those before. And I was like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, just, just you were doing so. And then, and then after that, here's some fishing with those boy band members from Final Fantasy 15 in VR. You're going to love that, aren't you, PlayStation people? And then they ended, they didn't end it off. With, and then the most generic shooter ever, Bravo Team. What was like, that? Almost oh, as if it was a joke. I, I thought it I was. I didn't believe it was a real game. It, it was looked, the worst. It was so bad. Um, thankfully, though, they did end on a charming, cute, sort of actiony kind of like um, experience. Moss. I thought that with this endearing little mouse, and there was like oh, look, big snake monsters, and I'm like oh, I'd play that. That seems quite charming and different, and that seemed kind of cool. Uh, but the rest of it, and maybe that in Star Child, but it's just like if you're going to keep churning out these generic, predictable VR experiences, people will just stop buying them and they will not buy hardware to play them, surely. It, I just do something interesting. Well, yeah, I thought Star, uh, Star Child, it was a bit hard to tell much about it. Well, I've got down yeah. here, it's a 2D platformer, maybe 2.5D is probably the more apt description, but it looked. I couldn't work out right at the end of the trailer. It sort of shows that the sort of it looks like the character is about to get attacked, but then someone slams their head down to protect them. Is that supposed to be you? Are you? Um, is this character going to be kind of automated, and you have to interact with the environment and help them around? And then, obviously, five games later, they show Moss, which is exactly that, um, isn't it? You, you know, you're sort of ushering this mouse along, but you've got to move the environment and twist it to make mm-hmm. the path for him to get through, uh, open the doors, and that kind of thing. So. Um, they're the kind of ideas I like thinking about with VR games. They, they sort of seem new, um, creative ways to use it. But it, um, for a second, it looked like they've shown two games that are one's a sci-fi setting, one's a more friendly, uh, humble, like you say, endearing little mouse. Yeah, but if you see one more generic fucking shooter like Bravo Team or one more horror game set in an asylum like called Inpatient, I'm just, I'm just like, for Christ's <laughs> sake, there are twenty of these. <sighs> Why are you making them? Why? Oh, so Let's so they made, they made a fishing game there. <laughs> they tried, tried something <laughs> different. <laughs> I suppose there is that. Final Fantasy Fishing is probably better than Final Fantasy Stare at the Chick's Boobs, which was the other VR game they did in Final Fantasy. So, you know, I, I suppose it's a step forward, I guess, at that point. But the fishing in Final Fantasy Fifteen is really, really, really boring. Um, so as somebody who spent a good few hours doing it, I can tell you it's not, it's not great. So I... Uh, but after their after their little vr segment which took the place of the vita segment and took the place of the indie segment i suppose um you know because this was a short show this was an hour you know we've had a lot there's a lot of short shows here we got you know 40 minutes abethesda we got ubisoft which was uh, under an hour we got nintendo a half an hour microsoft was the one that bucked the trend at over an hour and a half you know so you know this is short this is they're flying along we're into the big games now at the end of the show we're gonna these are the temples. So we got God of War. More God of War. Looks great. L- looked a lot like the God of War we saw last year. With I would gameplay, think. though, which we didn't see last year. Pretty sure we did. Did we? Yeah, yeah, we got gameplay, yeah. He fought a boss or a big creature last year, yeah. Uh, well, this yeah. looked like real gameplay. Last year it could have been kind of staged, couldn't it? yeah 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 i mean it, look, it looks it looks it looks cool it's like let's take god of war let's bring him into the 20s uh, in 20 teens let's give him like real mature motivations let's give him a 
a child ward, his son, who he's going to have to protect, and something's going on there, obviously. And yeah, it looked like God of War, though, didn't it? I mean, he's he's tearing mm. fools up and smacking him in the face and cutting limbs off. At the end of the day, yeah, is there a lot to get excited there? I mean, they're they're going to give it a, you know, what is God? What is the God of War when there are no more gods to kill? I suppose that's the the fundamental wrapper here that should be interesting. So. One, th- one thing that got me about this was that I've been so enamored with the change of direction with God of War that when it did cut to gameplay footage, I was kind of like, oh. Oh, yeah, it's, it's still God- that. Yeah, it's still, yeah. God- it's still God of War, actually. Mm. It's still the same sort of thing, which is disappointing given the... Um, I'm going to get all highfalutin now. The emotional resonant- resonance of uh, last year's presentation, the relationship between Kratos and his son, um, mm. That that mm. set me off. I, that was a really cool moment. I really enjoyed that, and to see it just step back into hitting dudes with blades. I don't know. I get that's what it is, but it just it left me a little bit deflated. Joel, any thoughts? We've got a war. Any connection to so it in the past? I'm, I'm, yeah, I've not played uh, the previous God of War game, so um, you know, from a fresh perspective, I looked at that. I thought, yeah, that looks pretty. That looks pretty cool. A uh, bit of Norse mythology. I love that kind of thing. Um, recognized christopher judge doing the voiceover so i was like oh straight away deal like love that guy um so yeah it looked kind of cool i'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah i mean the ending with the world serpent uh, mm. and all of that yeah i definitely i'm interested in that norse pantheon mm. i do find it quite engaging so is he is it a case of is he going to go after are we gonna, are we going to get kratos killing thor you know is he going to be taking on the odin you know stuff like that so it, it, it could be that could be interesting i guess that could be cool however we now got the game i was easily uh the most excited for uh from the from the playstation press event which was detroit become human uh, yes. i didn't think it i didn't think it showed that great last year i thought the presentation of it last year was a bit boring other than the the concept of you know your decisions are going to shape um the outcomes this now the idea that you're at least for this part of the game uh, playing as this character Marcus, who is leading the Android Revolution, uh, and the choices about how he's going to do that, and you know, will you be a killer? Will you try to be um, more more softy, feely, good guy? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to murder all the humans. It's going to be great. Um, but you know, I, I I dug this. I thought it was a strong presentation. I thought it got across how the game is going to play quite well. Uh, it looked crazy good. Like visualize the the characters looks astounding, um, especially considering the scope. The scope didn't feel tiny; it actually felt fairly expansive for a uh, Quantic Dream game. Um, so I, I'm I'm all for this. This looks cool. I'm ready to be completely fucked over by <laughs> Quantic Dream once again with the promise of excellence, and then it will become another Beyond Two Fucking Souls, yeah. which was garbage. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm all up for that again um so I, I yeah that looked cool didn't it it looked good it looked cool we'll have to compare notes because i am going to play this as a pacifist so we'll see what the difference is oh i play as a murdering yeah. psychopath uh, so it's gonna be <laughs> awesome if, if yeah, the game offers genuine choice i will play through both paths but yeah, it's yes. uh yeah i i tend to find it's get when a game says oh there'll be so many branching choices i'm always like oh hold back like i don't necessarily believe you know you could do it but these days so i never feel like games kind of nail the choicings the early mass effects did but i think andromeda missed that greatly this time around mm-hmm. so totally. a bit reserved but i you know i'll a benefit of the doubt let's see if they can come out are you a, are you a david cage veteran 
Souls, Heavy Rain, no. Fahrenheit. Oh, I've, uh, yes, I know of Heavy Rain, yeah. So um, give me an idea of what to expect. I was just going to put this out there, though, because I noticed, obviously, Androids set in Detroit. Robocop DLC, anybody thinking? Yes. I, 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 I hope so. I so, will, you know, I hope so. Get the cyborg in there to sort of mediate the argument between the androids and the humans. You know, he's the halfway house. <laughs> Good idea. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got to do something with it, surely. Yeah, got yeah, to, well, there has to be a reason he's picked Detroit. I mean, it, it's, it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, I, I can't remember if there was a release window for that. Um, but I, I feel like I didn't, ca- no, I didn't catch it in my notes, so I don't think there was. Okay, what did you think enough. about the writing? I'm not sure if it hit the spot entirely. Well, I suppose it is a David but that's, game. But... Yeah, that's Quantic Dream. That's, that's, <laughs> we are very French, and we will pretend to write American stuff, but yeah. we'll always just about miss it. And it will just very, come across as weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, there was a very Life of Brian moment where Marcus is standing in that uh, crowd of... Um, robots right and he's like don't be a slave anymore and they're all like yes marcus we'll follow you (laughs) yeah i thought that was weird it's like oh but we'll be slaves to you yeah i was like huh is that intentional are they trying to are they they trying to say something there i was a bit like that's a bit odd yeah i spot on in my notes i wrote marcus the messiah (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah you see to me though they're just going to be cannon fodder they are i'm just going to throw them at the humans kill as many as possible it's gonna be fantastic um i did love that bit when he gives him the gun and goes these these guys murdered you know you see all the bodies of the androids and it's like oh how are you gonna deal with this oh this is this is some this is some fun choices this is gonna be good i'm gonna enjoy this uh so after after detroit we got again predicted uh destiny 2 um our darkest hour trailer but again, a very short showing, I thought, from Activision for both Call of Duty and Destiny. I expected some gameplay. Um, so, yeah. We didn't get any. I, I thought there'd be gameplay as well. I was quite surprised. I thought they may at least start by just showing the the something of a strike, you know, or some, you know, to start off a bit of a mission, like ten minutes of gameplay, something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was surprised. It was yeah. There was a little bit of gameplay footage in there, but yeah, it was kind of all short, a lot shorter I mean, than I thought. Uh, yeah, but they they made a good thirty second point of going ah, but remember, we're PlayStation. We've got all this exclusive content that we paid for and locked yeah. out from Xbox like, Xbox players because we're basically cunts. So don't you just love that PlayStation? <laughs> and it's just like you dicks. This isn't a good thing for anyone. It's just like money. Money makes you into assholes. That's all you're saying. It's just like why. Why is this worth lording over everybody else? It's not going to make me play on PlayStation. I'd only play on PlayStation if I knew I had a huge amount of players and friends to play with, though, and I don't. So I will be staying on Xbox. So fuck you. Um, It's just ridiculous. I hate that. I hate marketing deals like that so much. It makes me angry. It really pisses me off. I don't mind the cosmetic items, you know, get, you know, some armor, though, the ship, the stri- yeah, they, they've got the Lake yeah. of Shadows exclusive strike, which they also had an exclusive strike on the um, original uh, um, Destiny yeah. on the PS4 yeah. as well. So yeah. it's just a continuation of that relationship, really. Yeah, but it's shit. Get, it, <laughs> sorry. It does suck. It's shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying, shit. but, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, only... yeah, it's half of the course it's people every, yeah. everyone does it they if they can get exclusives they'll they'll go for them timed exclusives and, and i'll tell you what this might, mm. this might sound like a minor thing but as a massive destiny fan when you tell me that sony has an exclusive exotic weapon of which i know there aren't that many exotic guns and that they've got one you can't get 
on the Xbox, that makes me angry. That makes me more angry than a strike or a multiplayer map. The fact that oh, I, I can't get all my exotics, I'm pissed. I would just that. be, I'd just be a bit annoyed about this. I think the strike would be the one that would annoy me, but it's just because I feel like I'd be missing out on when the original Destiny launched. There were only about four strikes in it, so yeah, you, know, you could be missing out on twenty percent of the strike offerings. So hopefully, they'll that won't be that um, thin on content in the initial launch. Um, wouldn't put it past them though. We'll find uh, out soon. We'll find yeah. out soon. This is when they don't show gameplay because you'll realize it's just like three worlds. Destiny's <laughs> like Brexit at this point. It's like Theresa May's Brexit policy. Don't ask too many questions and you'll still assume it's still brilliant. Okay. Ted, Ted steps forward <laughs> to the next section. It'll be please insert Susan Pass to continue kind of thing. Um, okay, uh, let, let's 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 bring it to the end of Sony. I know we were going to run along on this one because there's so there's, there's three conferences to talk about. Uh, let's bring it to the end. We got a whole bunch of Spidey. Uh, basically, we got a load of gameplay, a uh, load of gameplay. This is how they closed it out. Uh, we even got a little Easter egg at the end of the gameplay that showed Miles Morales is in this universe. Though whether or not he'll be any more than just a you know a bystander, I don't know. Uh, I thought the game looked good i like the the way that they've you know incorporated the the webs into the combat I, i'm not a massive spider-man fan in any way shape or form uh but it looked nice seemed to play well a little bit heavy heavy reliance on qtes which i wasn't a fan of um but i mean that's how you ended the conference playstation bit odd like where where's my vaporware where's my where's my final fantasy remake where's my shenmue you know, I'm I'm really upset we didn't get Shenmue, guys. I'm not really. <laughs> um, well, they did say that wasn't going to be shown, didn't they? They'd already confirmed it wasn't. Appearing. I mean, they also said there was going to be no Death Stranding, but like, flipping heck, man. There's so much stuff here that's not been shown, and yet you're going to give us 10 minutes of Spidey. Yeah. Well, I, I see some weird choices in this on this I on thought, this conference, guys. I thought the Spider-Man game looked. Uh, I, I was quite taken aback by that. I was like, "Wow, that looks." Uh, I agree with you on the QT thing. I, I'm not a massive fan of those, and it was a little heavy um, on it during some of the cinematic action sequences during the thing. But the actual raw combat that they showed uh, looked incredibly fun. Uh, I mean, they showed off quite a lot of what looked like variety and things. And it certainly, having played quite a lot of the Arkham Asylum games and getting just a little bit bored now of, of of that you know being batman i would say uh, that looked like a nice interesting new new twist it's like aha and you know spider-man got the webs loads more stuff a bit more interactivity with the environment that looks really cool um a little less reliance on gadgets probably as well so uh yeah i i i, I think that looks quite decent i'm looking forward to seeing some more of that uh, yeah i mean it, it you know you've got the, the batman combat is in there. there there is obviously that counter combat is a big part of that game but yeah putting the web stuff in there some 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 variety and stuff absolutely like you said uh however i couldn't think much more beyond would have rather had a uh, sunset overdrive 2 really just just yeah, saying yeah it's a bit sad that a bit sad. well whose fault is that idiot xbox owners yeah everybody should have bought that game twice three times and we still wouldn't have got a sequel um but, but you know that was the end of sony uh like i think we were, i mean i've definitely said it somewhat underwhelming uh, especially after last year's uh for the fact that the other big surprise why weren't you putting the boot in on xbox <laughs> 499 well, are you stupid like, hold on <laughs> what's going on so i didn't think it was i didn't think it was too bad it was very i felt the whole thing was very cinematic they showed um a lot of um 
not too much gameplay, but a lot of trade. You know, there were sorry, there were large elements of gameplay, but they showed a lot of big titles, a lot of a lot of stuff that we already knew was coming. So um, I just can't, can't help but wonder if they, um, you know, didn't really know what Microsoft were going to show the day before, so just stuck to their guns. Let's keep it pretty simple. Let's just show the games we've got. Um, you know, we'll keep our cards close to our chest for later in the year. Um, you know, and and that's I'm, what they've I'm, done. At an E3 conference, I love when they take the risk they get the developer to come out and play the game live i love that because it's like this is the game running in front of you on the biggest fucking global stage and they didn't do that for a single game mm. not one game yep. xbox did it for a couple not as many as they've done in the past ubisoft did it for most of their games um and it's just like if you just you're just showing me trailers you're just doing a trailer reel why have you bothered to do this event at all you could just put all of that online it's nothing special and i just don't understand it i, I liked the staging like the, the when they did days gone they had the zombies hanging on chains and stuff and the, they had that cool sand waterfall happen at the start and they had the live band again there, there were some cool th moments but i don't care about that i want developers to come out and show me their game and tell me why it's awesome and they didn't do any of it and i just think that it's there's a there's a fucking cocky arrogance to it like i don't appreciate i really don't do you think that's what it is? They're just too far ahead that they don't have complacent. To yeah. Complacency. That whole thing smelt of complacency to me. You know, it really did. It was just like, ah, we can do anything now. We, we just, you know, we've won. Um, and I think that's going to give them a chance. I think that's going to give Xbox a chance. I really do. Stuff like that. Uh, I think Xbox did a really forty odd games they showed, like compared to Sony's a dozen. Like uh, they they really went for it. They were very different, weren't they? Because Sony concentrated what I'd say very much on big titles, whereas Microsoft showed a lot of kind of smaller indie titles. So they were kind of very contrasting from that sense. Microsoft didn't really pull out the the killer Breath of the Wild style game. I think they really need to to get the Scorpio um, off at launch. So I expect that they'll be doing a lot more next year that we'll we'll get to see. But well, that, that should yeah, crackdown, shouldn't it? Mm. Crackdown didn't show well. Um, I, di I didn't think that looked impressive at all. But I di they did close with Anthem, and I thought that was that was. I mean, Richard, you weren't here for it, but I I'll say it again. That was the thing that showed the 4K generation of consoles. That's the games that are coming. Like they're going to be like that, and that looked amazing. It's going to be on PlayStation there. though as well, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah. Most of Xbox Microsoft. Yeah. Um, repost to Destiny, I guess, isn't it? That um, PlayStation of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, they sold a lot of third-party games. I just felt Xbox was a bit more about uh, the whole experience. You know, I, I, I kind of just uh, it came across better. But anyway, neither of them did, did great. Ubisoft is still my favorite. Anyway, guys, I'm going to kind of give to you a bit on Nintendo here. I'll run it down, and you tell me why I should give a shit because uh, most of this I'm just scratching my head over, I'll be honest. <laughs> so uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the main takeaway for me was, wow, that's a really regional British accent that the hero has in this. Like, that was kind of odd. Um, so do, do either of you have a Xenoblade Chronicles connection? Uh, I, was, I was just like, wow, JRPG, I've got, okay. I've got Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS because it's the only 3DS game that is exclusive to new 3DS. So <laughs> you kind of got to have it to see what the difference is. Spoilers, there are none. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Have you played much of it? I've played, you... I've played a few hours. It's all right. It's one of those Japanese RPG type things, isn't it? It's all right. You hit mm. stuff. The swords don't make contact with anything really, but numbers flash up, so it's fine. 
Um, Sometimes you do want to play one of those. Sometimes yeah. you do want to play one of those. Yeah, yeah number two, number two uh, was released on the Wii U as well. I've got a, a friend who's... Uh, um. It's a, it's not it's just another port I think of a Wii U game because uh, he's oh, got right. it and he uh, I'm sure it's Xenoblade Chronicles two. This is a bit where I've, I've, I'm doubting I my own it's statement now. Xenoblade Chronicles HD I think is the Wii U game. Let's have a quick look. Well, while you check that, I, I will mention the word Kirby, and um, yeah, I know people love it. Do they? I'm not sure they do. I mean, I like Nintendo stuff. I've never bought a Kirby game, though. And I kind of think, who does? I've never met well, anyone who's admitted to buying a Kirby game, either. I haven't met him, but I can tell you on Twitter, Jim Sterling was losing his mind oh, over he Kirby. Would. Yeah, He you. loves Kirby. Yeah. So uh, I, it's like, cool, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that was the thing. Kirby, a new, a new platformer with the pink puffball. Fine. Yeah, looks all right. Um, this is when we got the biggest announcement <laughs> of the entire thing, and there was nothing. It was just a logo, uh, and they came out and went, "We're making Metroid Prime Four, so you want to buy a Switch for when that comes out in three years, don't you?" That's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny that that is enough. It's like, oh, th thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have some money. I'm really, I'm sorry, I ever doubted you. Please take my cash. Please take all my money. Um, but it works. We talked about this in the prediction show, didn't we? And you, you yeah, predicted I it. it and I, I, yeah. You threw it out there and I just said, no, I didn't think, I think they'd just concentrate on the, you know, what we know about already. And yeah, it's just a logo, but yeah, it's like, yeah. If Honestly, that's though, anything like the previous three, like I'm, I'm in already. Like, I, just, yeah, I don't take think, my money. I'm going to say this. I don't think my prediction has been born to be true because it's just them saying, we're developing it. Please stop fucking asking about it. And that's all this is. It's not like no, anything, it was, is it? It was a logo bed. It was so much more than that. <laughs> Do you know when I, I saw the four? Sad. When I saw the four, I thought, that looks like the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Oh, a Metroid. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're making it. And then the best thing was, most people were losing their minds so much over this that they missed the very charming, I thought, the best looking game possibly from this was the Yoshi uh trailer yeah. which i thought looked really cool and really interesting mm. i was like i'm actually i'm not a big fan of yoshi but there's something about that that looks really sweet and charming and nice and yeah i'd play that that looks cool um it's a bit pedestrian i thought like um dude all these like... nintendo games look pedestrian though that's my problem none of this looked exciting but i'm just thinking to myself but nintendo fans love this shit why do they love this shit i don't uh... understand it must be something um but well, yoshi you, know. you normally think uh, the, the whole thing about yoshi is the control mechanic right the floating in midair the kick in the legs and the the classic yeah. nintendo platform and stuff it's it's sure. usually excellent but this just seemed it was a bit more of a little big planet vibe where you're kind of plodding through the levels things are waiting there for you to do something to them rather than feeling like a living world you Don't just know, described every platform nintendo has ever made no no, this was not on the same level, I didn't think. Okay, fair enough. Then we got a, a game I can get behind that I do love from Nintendo, the Fire Emblem series. I love those tactical games. They are so much fun. They're brilliant. I love how the, the characters into it. Oh, this is Fire Emblem Warriors. This is going to be like Dynasty Warriors, isn't it? Oh, fuck. Oh, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't want to play as Marth slaying down a bunch of shit AI enemies. I only enjoy it when it's tactical and that, well, you, you can't get much further than from tactics than dynasty warriors. Can you? So it's just like, <laughs> Christ, no, don't care. We'll be gone. One I did genuinely ask you guys about though, mm. is the DLC stuff for uh, breath of the wild. Are you, how are you guys feeling about this? Are you excited for this? 
Um, Frank, Frank is. Frank is. Frank is definitely. <laughs> Frank, Frank's gone for it already, Eddie. Yeah. So tell me, tell me why why this is a thing. Why why this is matters. Yeah, you said in your summary write up for the Nintendo segment that you weren't sure whether there's anything in there to be excited about. And I'm not entirely sure either, because it's broken up into two halves. You've got the first pack of DLC, which is available in the summer, and then uh, something called the uh, Heroes Ballad or something, was it, for the second DLC pack? Which is yeah, coming it seemed, seemed to be a musical. I was like, what is this? I don't understand. Um, um, well, th- that there's an accordion-playing bird, isn't there, in that second half of the trailer? And he is prevalent throughout the original game. So you'll meet him and he'll tell you tales of um, adventures past and sing songs about them. And they'll give you clues to things that you can do in the environment so you can open up secret shrines and whatnot. So I'm guessing... What's banging? <laughs> I haven't yeah, touched it what are you trying to do? Are you trying to defrost all the food, Richard? What are you doing? <laughs> you fucking doing, you clown? Oh, crisis! Crisis! The ice cream is ruined. No. <laughs> uh, you have to eat. Um, I'll, I'll cut in it. Um, so, uh, yeah, for me, I don't know. I, I haven't had enough time to look at it in detail, but I'm still digesting Breath of the Wild itself. I've, um, I've probably, I don't even know. I think I'm probably about a third of the way through the game because I keep going back to it. I've not sat down and gone through it. I've got so much other stuff on my plate at the moment. Um, and it's, I'm kind of holding using the Switch rather than sitting and playing it at home. I, it's when I go out, I take it with me when I go on holiday, you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm saving the Switch for. So um, this is going to be something that I might get around to by the time I get to the end of it. All I could gauge from it, it looked like. Um, um, from some of the things they were talking about, it looked like they're adding like a harder mode, which might be similar to like the Master Quest edition of Ocarina of Time. Although um, the, the 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 way Breath of the Wild is compared to Ocarina of Time, it'll, it's not like they're going to relay out dungeons and things like that. I don't think it'll just be that everything will just be harder, basically. I guess less less health and uh, and that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't really look into the detail of what all the new content they're actually going to add alongside that will be. So um, I'm still chewing my way through Breath of the Wild. It, possibly something i'll look at once i get to the end of that i'm not sure if by the time i've actually finished breath of the Wild, and 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 i will probably go for 100 percent on it if i'll just be a bit exhausted from it really and and that's just not what i'm going to want okay that's fair enough um i'll move this, I'll move this along then um you can joel you can guess which announcement excited me the most can't you from the nintendo thing can't you you can guess rocket league yes Yep. I play um, Rocket League on every platform. I love Rocket League. It's the best. So I think yeah, it'll work. It was... I think it'll work well on the Switch. Um it's a bit of a shame. Well, to be honest, you don't really need voice chat. I think um Rocket League's kind of perfect game just to drop into, drop out of. Um so yeah, I think it'll work pretty well. One you of the things they controls though. That's weird, isn't it? It's got no triggers. Oh, you don't really need a trigger for Rocket League, do you? Or just accelerating and brake. I mean you don't you're not really doing things with like gradual acceleration and braking pretty, and pretty binary, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Go, go hit jump boost um you can tell richard hasn't played enough rugby league that's what we need to, we need to get richard not playing rugby well i'm league. assuming that there's more finesse to my terrible playing nope will expose nope uh what was cool what i did think i gleaned from this little announcement when the psionics guys came out was that i think they're going to do like a local wi-fi um game so like a system link type of multiplayer so mm-hmm. if you have like four people that come around your house and you all got your own switch you can all play against each other with Rocket League like you were 10 again with your Game Boy. Mm. And I'm like, yes, that would be an amazing way of playing Rocket League. I'd be all over that. That'd be so well, much fun. 
also think about how cool it would be. Um, I don't know if uh, I didn't see it in the trailer. I didn't actually watch the trailer. Sorry for Rocket League. I just saw it and thought, yep, that'll be great. But um, just two player, just split screen. Are they, did they say that they're doing split screen? I don't know. I don't know. But that, you know, considering that's what a large part of the Switch kind of is, the the great fact you've got those two controllers, you just get that kickstand out, you put it up, and you just drop into a game. Um, that that would work. That would be pretty cool. Just a one on one Rocket League on your you know split screen. Something else I noticed as well when they were announcing it, they mentioned extra cars for battle mode. I'm like, what's Mario battle Kart. mode? guys oh, so there's Mario gonna be carts but i think if they're not i think if they're doing a battle mode it won't just be on the switch i think we i think battle mode whatever that is they said they're going to talk about it more in the summer as we progress so there's going to be a new kind of combat focused mode coming to rocket league and i'm like yeah i'd have some fun with that that'll be cool um so it's funny I, the most thing i'm talking about is this one small third party game that's coming to the switch but really now we've got mario coming up i couldn't care less but tell me why I should care about Mario Odyssey, guys. Like, it looked cool. The hat thing's cool. The hat that you can use to possess people mm-hmm. and take them over. I mean, that yeah. seems pretty yeah, wild. Like real people. I still can't get over mm-hmm. that. I don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing. It's more like um, Mario Oddity. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. But I, I don't know where they're going. It seems like they've totally gone full Sonic Adventure with this, with the proper, like, um, songs with lyrics and people in it and dinosaurs. You can, you can what possess, is going on? You can possess a T Rex. You can possess a rocket. You can possess uh, a bullet like, bill. I mean, like there's there's so much crazy shit going on here. Tanks, fish, cars, goombas. Like, they they showed Everything. so much, and yeah, I agree. It 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 does seem a bit kind of like crazy. You know, it, it seemed very celebrity and uh, like all of this. You know, very you know. I, I the thing is I just trust Nintendo. I know I don't, no matter how weird it look this kind of shit all looks, you know when you pick that game up it's probably gonna be like, Oh, I can't believe no one's ever done this before. It'll be they always do their own thing and it's normally, you know, with the flagship stuff like Mario, it's always fun. So I'm 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 betting this will be pretty good. I just don't it's think it's really hard to narrow, narrow down what the core theme of this is, and there's always a core theme. I mean Super Mario Sunshine was won the setting but really mainly focused around that mechanic of the, yeah, the water attack, right and mario galaxy was about um the effects of gravity and going i know around. what this is i know what this theme is what right at the beginning of this game bowser kills mario right and you become a demon so the theme is demonic possession so he's possessing people throughout the game so this is mario does demonic possession they're making it in conjunction with the catholic church it's going to be huge <laughs> yeah, I just, you've got to just trust you've got to just trust <laughs> Richard's face like, Man, I, don't, I don't even know if he's kidding severely like, sleep deprived now he's hallucinating <laughs> Monica, it's going to it's going to be like it's going to be like uh, the, the, the the haunting you know it's going to be that we're going to have it's going to be serious and it's going to be about oh, the effects of think, possession yeah the hat the hats is obviously going to be it isn't it it's the, yeah. the possessing different characters and obviously utilizing all their abilities and how they all combine i guess to help you progress through the game and things so that's what i uh, that seems to be the core mechanic that they were trying to stress just by showing you doing lots of cool other stuff um what i get the impression from nintendo is this is the year we start to relax things a little bit like we're, we're going to do this thing with rabbits it's gonna be an XCOM game but you know it's still mario in there as well and he's mario with a gun like lo and behold and all those characters but we're, we're gonna start to relax our, our licenses a bit and like let's 
start to take these things in directions that we've never done before and like actually slowly move forward into the into the current kind of video game scape and I, i'm excited to see where these things go you know that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty crazy um the one little other news bit that came from the conference was some guy from the pokemon company came and went on and went yep we are making a proper pokemon rpg for switch that is coming, but it'll, it'll probably be the end of next year and, and the early. In, in other news, water is wet. Probably should. But you say that, no, but you say <laughs> that, but they don't make proper Pokemon RPG games for the home consoles. That's this will be the first time. It's well, not so really it's a home console, though, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the. But it is their home console, but it's also their portable, so it is it is different. It, mm. Yeah, this is them saying we're going to do that. That's not. I don't think that was a certainty. I really don't, and I think that's I think that's cool that that has been confirmed as happening. So that's that's that, that, you know, yeah. it's exciting. Well, lack, a lot lack of, of Animal Crossing is weird, isn't it? Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't show that um, because it's without a doubt going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure why they didn't, but I don't know if they may show that in their treehouse um, sort of sub presentations and other things that they may have. I don't know if they'll just throw it out there. <laughs> Or if they'll save it for the, they have their own conference later in the year, don't they? In August, I think. Hmm. Yeah, and there's TGS as well, so yeah. you know there are there are places they can talk about that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that takes us to the end of the conferences and to the end of our daily E3 shows. I think if we calculated it, that's about three hours, maybe more of podcasting we've done. Me and Joel over the last three days as well. You include the prediction show. We're probably at about five hours. So I hope you guys have all enjoyed that content. Uh, there'll be more with bits and bobs at the weekend. Uh, obviously, the, any big new announcements that pop up over E3 over the next few days, I'll they'll pop them up on the site and they'll be on the Facebook and the Twitters and stuff like that. Um, so please get over to bxbgames.co.uk to check out all the latest, all the write-ups are there, all the videos are there if you haven't had a chance to watch stuff. Um, and... Uh, that's that's. I mean, we'll probably do final thoughts on E3, won't we, on Saturday, guys, and just see. You know, we'll pick our favourite bits and our most disappointing bits and stuff like that, and have a have a chat in general on Saturday. Uh, what time that is going to be at? We I can't say I'm 100 percent on yet. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss that, but I promise to post about it up on the website and the social feed so you know what's going on. But yeah, thanks, guys. Has that I'll been let, as I'll much let fun you all for know you what's as it was for me? Of my freezer as well on Saturday. Mm. We'll make sure you eat all the ice cream. That's, that's my suggestion. Always eat all the ice cream. I'm sure you've got. I was going to say, if Richard's suddenly not here on Saturday, we know it's because he, uh, if, because he's ill. It's because he oh, was forced, forced, forced to eat it. Or forced to eat proper food that wasn't human. This, this defrosted chicken, you could eat that <laughs> rather than let it go to waste. That's what they put in Huel, defrosted chicken, yeah. actually. That's, that's what it's made up of most. That's why it's that sexy brown colour. Mm-hmm. 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 Protein. Uh, yeah, so thanks for joining me, Joel. Thanks for joining me, Rich. And uh, we'll be back on Saturday. See you then. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.